On the screen, and we'll talk about this in a minute, but I wanted this up before us throughout the entire service. On the screen is a slide that came up when I was looking for images for this week for the, for the devotional slide. And I rejected it. Because like that really doesn't have anything to do with what I'm going to be talking about. But then as I began doing more research, I began to realize that this slide really was important. And I wanted to have it up before us for a while during the sermon. I want you, if you will please, to turn to First Chronicles, chapter 29. I'm going to be reading the first 22 verses. First Chronicles. Chapter 29, and I'll be reading the first 22 verses. King David said to the whole assembly, My son Solomon, the one whom God has chosen, is young and inexperienced. The task is great, because this palatial structure is not for man, but for the Lord God. With all my resources I have provided for the temple of my God, gold for the gold work, silver for the silver, bronze for the bronze, iron for the iron, wood for the wood, as well as onyx for the settings, turquoise, stones of various colors, and all kinds of fine stone and marble. All of these in large quantities. Besides, in my devotion to the temple of my God, I now give my personal treasures of gold and silver for the temple of my God, over and above everything I have provided for this holy temple. Three thousand talents of gold, which equals to, according to this, 110 tons. Can you imagine personally owning 110 tons of gold? Seven thousand talents, which is 260 tons of silver. Uh, where am I at? For the overlaying of the walls of the buildings, for the gold work and the silver work, and for the work to be done by the craftsmen. Now, who is willing to consecrate himself today to the Lord? Then the leaders of the families of the officers of the tribes of Israel, the commanders of thousands and the commanders of hundreds, and the officials in charge of the king's work, gave willingly. They gave toward the work on the temple of God 5,000 talents, which is about 190 tons of uh, Ah, 500 talents, I've lost my hand, 5,000 talents and 10,000 derricks of gold, 10,000 talents of silver, 18,000 talents of bronze, and 100,000 talents of iron. And who had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the temple of the Lord in the custody of Jehiel the Geshonite. The people rejoiced at the willing response of their leaders, for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. David the king also rejoiced greatly. David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly, saying, Praise be to you, O Lord, God of our father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor. For everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people 
that we should be able to give as generously as this. Everything comes from you, and we have given only what comes from your hand. We're aliens and strangers in your sight, as far as we're all our forefathers. Our days on earth are like a shadow, without hope. O Lord our God, as for all this abundance that we have provided for building a temple for your holy name, it comes from your hand, and all of it belongs to you. I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. All these things have I given willingly and with honest intent. And now I have seen with joy how willingly your people who are here have given to you. O Lord God our fathers, God of our fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, keep this desire in the hearts of your people forever, and keep their hearts loyal to you. And give my son Solomon the wholehearted devotion to keep your commands, requirements, and decrees, and to do everything to build the palatial structure for which I have provided. Then David said to the whole assembly, Praise the Lord your God. So they all praised the Lord and the God of their fathers. They bowed low and fell prostrate before the Lord and the king. Then the next day they made sacrifices to the Lord and presented burnt offerings to him, a thousand bulls, a thousand rams, a thousand male lambs, together with their drink offerings and other sacrifices in abundance for all of Israel. They ate and drank with great joy in the presence of the Lord that day. Then they acknowledged Solomon, son of David, as king a second time, anointing him before the Lord to be ruler and Zadok to be priest. I want to focus just a moment on verse 10 and verse 20. It says in verse 10, Therefore David blessed the Lord. In the presence of all the assembly, David said, Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. He blessed the Lord. Verse 20 then said, Then David said to all the assembly, Bless the Lord your God. Now, some of you have different translations. What do some of your translations say? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Does anybody have anything different than praise the Lord or bless the Lord? Give praise. Okay, verse 20. David said to the assembly, Bless the Lord. First of all, in verse 10, it says, David blessed the Lord by declaring, Blessed are you, O Lord. Then David said to the assembly, Bless the Lord. And all the assembly blessed the Lord, the God of their fathers, and bowed their heads and paid homage to the Lord their king. The question that I have for us this morning, and this is one that I have literally wrestled with all week, what does it mean to bless the Lord? I have given some people verses, and I've asked them to read them out loud. And I want you to, see, to hear that it's throughout the Bible that we read this declare this this command or this declaration of blessing the Lord. Whoever has Psalm sixteen seven, would you read that out loud? I bless the Lord who gives me counsel, and then I also my heart instructs me. Sixty three four. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I will lift up my hand. Psalm one oh three one. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Psalm one oh three twenty two. Bless the Lord, all his works, and all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Psalm 104.1 Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty. 
So we see that it is a practice in the Bible. We see that it is commanded at times. We see that it is done privately. And there's a, there's a, 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 a statement, bless the Lord, O my soul, being from me, from all that I am, that psalm that we had at the very beginning of the service, to bless the Lord all with all my life, with all that I am. Think about Jesus' command when he said, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. That's your whole being. This is saying, bless the Lord with your whole being, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. So it's there that we're supposed to do it. It's there that others are supposed to do it. But it still hasn't told us how we can bless the Lord. Because if you read in Hebrews 7, 7, the writer there said, It is beyond dispute that the inferior is blessed by the superior. Let me say that again. Hebrews 7, 7 says, It is beyond dispute that the inferior is blessed by the superior. So if that's the case, if it's, it's more logical that the, that the superior one would bless the inferior one, we who are sinners, and the Lord then is far more superior to us, that we should ask blessings for Him. That makes sense. But what does it mean when we say we want to bless the Lord? If I'm inferior, how can I bless Him? Here's a statement that came from, um, uh, it's a website called gotquestions.org. They didn't give the author, but I really liked what they had to say on the question, what does it mean to bless the Lord? This person wrote, God is glorified when we bless and praise and acknowledge him. Okay? It's still not telling us what it means or how, but it says he's glorified when we bless that acknowledgement comes in the form of praise, adoration, thanksgiving, and love. Okay? We bless, praise, and acknowledge Him. The acknowledgement is in the form of praise, adoration, thanksgiving, and love. That is what we were originally created for. Ah. However, no man can bless God in this way unless he or she is right with God. For we have read in Proverbs 28, 9, if anyone turns a deaf ear to the law, even their prayers are detestable. It is only once we have been truly blessed by God in the heavenly realms that we can bless God in return in a manner that pleases him. And this blessing by God in the heavenly realms is a quote out of Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. So the point that this author is making is we are created to bless God. But because of our rebellion against God, our refusal, Proverbs 28.9, our refusal to listen to the law, our prayers then become detestable to God. Therefore, he's not going to listen to us. Therefore, he can't and won't receive any praise, blessing, honor that we give to him. Unless we enter into right relationship, Ephesians 1.3, that God has truly blessed us from the heavenly realms. In that, once that has taken place, then we in like manner can bless God. So the first thing we need to know, and what does it mean to bless God? How can you bless God? You first of all have to be in right relationship with Him. You cannot be in rebellion against Him and hope to bless Him. Okay, okay, we beat that. 
I have to be in right relationship. But what does it mean to bless God? I'm just taking you through the thought process I went through this week. Because it's like, come on, I hate when you define a word with the same word. How do I bless the Lord? Well, I came across some writings by a guy named John Piper. John Piper is a, uh, a very well-known preacher in today's era. He's very, very uh, Calvinistic in his theology. So there's some things about his theology that I don't agree with, but I really like what he had to say here. He said, my thesis is that in the scripture, when God blesses humans, they are thereby helped, thereby helped and strengthened and made better off than they were before. But when humans bless God, he's not helped or strengthened or made better off. Rather, the human's blessing of God is an expression of praising and thankfulness. When the Old Testament speaks of blessing God, it doesn't designate a process that aims at increasing God's strength. It is simply an exclamation of gratitude and admiration. I don't like that. And that wasn't satisfying to me. That was the very first thing I read this week. I'm not saying I disagree. But I, I think, in my thinking process, there's got to be more to it than just simply saying thank you and praise. I mean, I, I want to bless him. I mean, I, I've been thanking and praising him my whole life. I want to bless him. I want to go deeper in my relationship and I want to bless him. How, how do I bless him? In... Uh, I believe it's Piper again, he wrote, the call of King David to bless the Lord, as we saw just now in, in 2 Samuel, is a clear example of what one does when one blesses the Lord. He calls him blessed. He recognizes that God is full. He recognizes that anything that I could offer to God has already come from God. So I'm not, in, again, going back to what he said, I'm not increasing God in any way by blessing him because everything I could give him, he's, he, I got from God in the first place. So there's not me making God bigger, better, stronger by me blessing him, but there is a transaction. And that transaction is, and I, I got this quote from a different website, I love it. Um, the man's name is listed as Abbot Joseph, he's a monk somewhere. Um, in a monastery, and he wrote, To bless the Lord is to ascend to a higher and more noble level of awareness, to gratefully recognize God's universal providence, to honor his wisdom and his plan for our spiritual growth and salvation. It is a resounding yes to all that God is and does. Let me repeat that. To bless the Lord is to ascend to a higher and more noble level of awareness. To gratefully recognize God's universal providence. To honor his wisdom and his plan for spiritual growth and salvation of all. It is a resounding yes to all God is and does. Now we're getting closer. Because see, I don't want to just say thank you God. I don't want to just say I praise you God. I don't want to just say I worship you God. I don't want to say how great you are God. But I want to enter into a new level of consciousness, a new level of awareness, a new level in my own relationship with God as I bless Him. That's what I want, God. Because I want to be a better 
worshiper. I want to be better in the way that I worship you, God. I want to honor you and bring glory to you, God. I want to bless you. And I came to this. To bless the Lord is to praise Him, to magnify Him, to boast Him, to exalt Him. And if you look at the word in Psalm 103, 1, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. This is the Hebrew. Now, I'm not a Hebrew scholar. I will do my best. This is the Hebrew. Barachi nashi et Adonai v'chol karavai et shem kodsho. Barachi nashi et Adonai v'chol karavai et shem kodsho. That very first word, barachi. Barachi. It means bless. It means bless. It also means to kneel. It also is the root word of the knee. It also can be baraki, baraki to a camel. Get on your neck, on your knees. Get on your knees, baraki. Paraki. Bless God by an act of adoration. That's what Baraki means. I want to read two quotes and then we'll wrap this up. This first quote comes from a gentleman named John Parsons. The second quote comes also from John Parsons. And it says, It is interesting to note that the word translated blessed or blessed, baruch, is, tra- is related to the Hebrew word for knee, as is the word for blessing, bracha. This impl- thus implying an association between humbling ourselves, kneeling before God in recognition of His blessedness, and receiving personal blessing from Him. Indeed, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Messiah Jesus. Mr. Parsons further wrote, Some people find the idea of berachot, which is kneeling, confusing, or blessing, confusing. How can a mere human bless God? Is it not the one who confers a blessing greater than the recipient? We already talked about that. Perhaps the confusion will dissipate when we understand that when we recite a bracha, a blessing, we are not blessing God, we are expressing how blessed God is. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe. Baruch Hashem Adonai. Baruch Hashem Adonai. Blessed are you, Lord God. King of the universe. Blessed are you, Lord God. It is a declaration of who He is. It is an acknowledgement of your dependence on Him. It is a statement. It is nothing more than a statement of I acknowledge you as the superior. You are greater than me. I bless you, O Lord my God. I bless you, O Lord my God. It is not me trying to get a higher awareness. 
It is not me trying to be better in my relationship and being stronger in my worship. It is, oh God, I am not worthy to be in your presence and I bless you anyway. And I recognize that you've given me everything. And I recognize that nothing comes into my hand that has not come through yours first. There is nothing that I can give to you that will make you better or stronger or richer because you are God. And anytime you try to stand in his presence, your heart better be bowed on the floor. Because he is God and he is worthy of all praise. And he is deserving of all praise. And he doesn't need a blessed thing from you except your worship. I'm sorry, I didn't understand what you said. Affectionately, gratefully praise. Hallelujah. Affectionately, gratefully praise. Thank you for sharing that. I, uh, I intend for us, I intended for us to spend the remainder of our time worshiping. That's why we reversed the service. I'm not giving you a dismissal at this point. You're not dismissed. You have a responsibility before your God to worship Him, to bless Him. I'm going to call forward the worship team. While they're getting set up, I want you to listen to this song and prepare your heart for worship.